Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission Two Men One Podcast. Every black film ever made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely stream yard by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are making a long anticipated and much appreciated, I believe, return to the binge lounge. The binge lounge. Where Vince and I sit down and just riff and talk, go through listener emails. We got some fun topics for things to talk about from each and every one of you. And we hope that you enjoy what we're going to do tonight because we're doing it anyway. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's nice. That's, that's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess that was a little, 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 yeah, whatever. Um, but first, as always, we're going to do it and you're going to take it. That's nice. That's good customer service. <laughs> <laughs> but as first, as always, we like to say hello to each and every one of you out there watching us as we are streaming live via StreamYard on YouTube as well on Facebook. What's up, Vince? How you doing, brother? I'm all right. You know, it's a little hot, a little warm outside, but it's just a tad bit. But it's summertime. Right. So it comes with the season. Really complain about, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good in yourself. I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. And as hot as it is, I don't feel like I'm in a position to argue about the heat because, you know, this show does not just go out to Philadelphia where we live. This goes out worldwide. Yes. And to our missionaries out there on the West Coast, mm -hmm. they've got it. I think it's like 184. Yeah. Out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I guess it's all relative. So I'm not going to complain about them at all. Um, thank you, Vince, for coming back to the binge lounge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's just what I want to say. <laughs> I because I've been dragging you for uh, at least look, four months. Look, they keep they, they 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 keep I feel like Lucy on 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 the on on the what you call it belt the Oh, on, on the uh, conveyor belt. On the with conveyor the belt. Like they just, these beautiful chocolate bonbon movies just keep coming out. Mm -hmm. And so it's like mm -hmm. to step away from the conveyor belt mm -hmm. when it's all this beautiful chocolate. <laughs> just, okay. Just, just come, I mean, it's the harder they fall, the trailer just dropped, the... The, the 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 new Candyman trailer dropped. That's true. I mean, there's so true. much, and and that's all. <laughs> that's all. Whatever, whatever. That's all. Bull <laughs> you're slinging. Um, <laughs> I'm slinging. You know, I like to talk about the movies. <laughs> I like to talk about the movies too, but I like to just sit. We had a random, almost 15 minute conversation about Bring It On before we start taping. <laughs> We couldn't even do business because I wanted to talk about bringing on. But you had an interesting, there was an interesting reason why you wanted to yes. talk about bringing on. Yes. And I want to get into that. Okay. Let's, so let's get into it. Let's get into, let's get into this bring it on Well, did ish. you, you want to do letters? Like, like. No, let's I mean, go straight there. I mean, when we there. do bench lounge, Ooh, it, it's it, always so well structured. And I know. You, you know, I know you have an outline over there of what we listen to. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I shot you an outline. You're like, hey, I don't know. So, <laughs> approved topics for the binge lounge. It's like, what are we, the McLaughlin group? Or what is? What is? I'm trying what to. Is? 
trying to, you know, embed a little bit of structure into what's going on. You know what I mean? LSG. Levert. No, people, Keith Sweat. That that's a topic for later on. Who is the third member of LSG? Oh no, it's not because I don't even want to talk about who was the G. Johnny oh, Johnny Gill. Gill. Johnny Gill. Johnny Gill. Who had the most product in their hair? That's not. Let's begin. That was not the conversation. That's not the conversation. Tell the <laughs> listeners, the listeners, tell the missionaries, yes, yes. tell them about your bring it on-ish TikTok yes, controversy. Yes. If, if people have been paying attention, I've been slowly but surely over the past year putting together a case for bring it on. Yes. And bringing it to the mission. Right. And I, the film bring the it film on. The film bring it on. The Kirsten Dunst joint. Yeah, yes, or the, the Gabrielle Union joint, although you're right. right. I, I'm pretty sure Kirsten Dunst is is the headliner. And and I have to put together a case because it's it's her film and it's it really follows her. But the main thrust of the film, the conflict of the film, mm-hmm. Really falls into our wheelhouse, so okay. I've been slowly but surely putting together a bring it on case, and it was relevant this week for for our. We usually do things for our younger missionaries, but now we'll talk about for our older missionaries, <laughs> including Lynn. I had to explain it to Lynn just now too. You didn't have to, well, okay, hey, no, man. You did. I got a teenager in my house. That's true. I don't. So right on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Do you have a TikTok? Of course not. Okay. I, come on, come on, stop. I barely have a picture. <laughs> on TikTok, apparently black kids, black creatives, black artists have created dances. They mm-hmm. come up with dances mm-hmm. and they create dances to to a song, like a song will come out, and then the kids will make a dance. Right. And that has been going on, I guess, since TikTok. Yeah, however yeah. long that is. Yeah, I would imagine. Apparently, what has been happening, and and I started this. I'm going to say what I said to you that it's the same song with a new varnish. Oh, okay. Black kids come up with dances, mm-hmm. and then white TikTokers come and copy the dances. Right, I see that. Yeah, that's what they do. But then they monetize it. So there's this whole vein of white TikTok that these white TikTokers. Get these huge because it gets monetized based on how many views they get. How many views they get? All these followers and they get production deals and all these other deals. And the flashpoint happened, I guess, a a few months ago. There's there's a white TikToker, it's a young woman named Addison Ray. Okay, and she went on Jimmy Fallon and on the Tonight Show. Okay, and did all of these TikTok dances. Okay, there's there was no mention of where she got the dances because apparently. She has never come up with a dance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up a little bit. Cause, okay. Because I think... It, it, so this this young white girl yes. who appropriated all these dances right. from TikTok right. was on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Look, she has millions of followers. Like, she's an actual person in this world. Wow. Wow. She goes on Jimmy Fallon... Jimmy Fallon does his Jimmy Fallon's oh show us the, the little right, show us the dances. Right, right. She shows him the dances. They have their little segment. Segment is over. Mm-hmm. No mention of the fact that the people who came up with these dances, mostly if not entirely black TikTokers, don't get this shine at all. 
Is she on there? I don't know if you watched the whole thing. Is I'm about she, to say, you, you got a lot of follow-up questions right now. There's a lot of follow-up questions. I'm sorry, I got questions. I got questions. I'm just like, is she out there actually presenting herself as the originator no, of the dance? I don't think she okay. is. Okay. Okay. Look, this the little dancey dance. Mm. Addison Ray is the big Tom TikToker who does the little dancey dances. Right. We have her on here to show us the little dancey dances. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Fallon flails around. They do their little stuff. Segments over. But now millions of people who don't know anything about this now see this white girl who did the little dancey dances. Mm-hmm. And although she didn't say I came up with this, I don't know if she said I didn't come up with this. Right. Exactly. Like she just did a little dancey dance. Mm. Huge controversy. Afterwards, Jimmy Fallon has a circle back. There's a segment later on, a week later, two weeks later. Of course, there's always this not that same episode. He brings on the black TikTokers Mm -hmm. who started the dances. But, you know, now it's a consolation prize. Exactly. Exactly. So, again, there's this whole field of Mm -hmm. of these white TikTokers. And and this is, you've seen this on Instagram. You see it. I mean, look, you go. It's a tale as old as time. It's a tale as old as time. Somewhere Pat Boone is sitting in his mansion and not understanding any of this that's going on and, you know, eating gold and silver sandwiches. I I actually believe he's no longer with us, Pat Boone. Okay. Well, well, then Pat Boone's grandchildren are sitting somewhere eating gold and silver sandwiches. True. So, apparently the way this works, a song comes out, the black TikTokers come up with, with a dance for the song. Right. All right. That's the way it works. Right. Megan the Stallion just came out with a song. Okay. Okay. Black TikTokers said, We ain't doing no dance. We're on strike. Because every time we do something, these white kids come in, they take it again. And they, they, they right. go blow up. And now it's sort of flaring around. And the reason just to bring it all the way back to bring it on. Yes. Yes. Because all roads lead to bring it all on. All roads lead to bring it on. I texted you a meme that I saw. Mm-hmm. Where the meme said, people said, why are black TikTokers upset? And the person in the meme answered, this picture explains it all. And it's a shot from Bring It On. There's a part in Bring It On where Kristen Dunst's cheerleading squad is doing, because that, cause that's the plot of Bring It On. Kristen Dunst goes to like an upper middle class rich school. There's a cheerleading squad there that is a champion cheerleading squad. Right. And right. Kristen Dunst has just become the, the the cheer captain. But come to find out that the reason the team is so amazing is because the past captain was sneaking across town and stealing the routines huh. from a black cheer squad. Of course. Led by Gabrielle Union. Of course. There we go. So there's a shot in the meme where at the one point in the movie gabriel union squad comes to a game mm-hmm. goes they go up into the stand and they do the same routine in sync with the white girls because because it's, it's their, their routine. routine exactly and the meme said this tells you everything you need to know about why black tiktokers are, are mad on, are on strike which okay. now again is part of our sort of ongoing conversation that comes up periodically over the past year or so i say you know bring it on is quietly pretty relevant that's true that's it see wow i think i think you have one 
I believe you've made the case for bring it on. Made the case for bring it on to be here. So, if, so if nothing else comes out of this controversy, there's that. So I'm not against the binge lounge. I just love the movie so much that we just talk about the movie. Like I said, we we were supposed to be doing business, and we just talk about movies like the people, the people watching saw before we came on. I'm steadily writing something down on the calendar because. You wanted to conduct business three minutes before we went on because we spent 20 minutes talking about putting it on. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Speaking of uh, emails, as you were earlier, Janine Batiste hit us up. Hey, Janine. Hey, guys. I enjoyed the new edition episode on the first time I heard. She Excellent. Heard Excellent. The first time I Listen heard. Listen to the other episodes. Yes, they are, they're Toy all great. Toy has quite a podcast. She says that as a member of Gen X. All right. My people. Our people. That's true. Their music is definitely the soundtrack to my upbringing. And she said she wanted to include a few TV series uh, for the upcoming Binge Lounge episode. And two of these series are ones that you, I believe, have watched, if not in totality, certainly more than I. Okay. A matter of fact, all three of these. Okay. So let's start with the Upshaws on Netflix, which yes. I know that you did watch. And it got renewed. And that got did a second that, season. That did get renewed. Yes, it did. Unlike Un unlike Dad Don't Embarrass Me. Dad Stop Embarrassing yeah. Me, the Jamie Foxx show, yeah. which did not get renewed. Yes. And which I told you was I didn't feel was a yeah. full oh, yeah. fleshed show. Um the Upshaws. Did you finish the Upshaws? I absolutely finished it. So it, and it ends strong? Is it, it it ends stronger really than it started. Well, that's what you want. It ends stronger than it started. I'm 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 looking forward to the second season. And how about um the Underground Railroad on Amazon? You know, I have to say I drifted off in the middle of Underground Railroad because it started spending more time with one of the characters than I wanted. Okay. So then I just got distracted, but still beautiful. I I still have only watched the first episode. Mm -hmm. I want to return to it, but again, it's one of those series that I feel like I've got to be in a right set frame of mind. It's still a tough series to sit to sit and watch. Yeah. Okay. And then she uh she brings up the, the equalizer. <laughs> you know, I've only seen like one episode of The Equalizer. I mean, isn't that pretty? Or as like, we uh, call it in my house, Latifalizer. Ah, nice. I see what you did there. Um, I took the word Latifa and the word Equalizer and I squeezed them together. Thank you for mansplaining. We also heard from Ashley Saunders. Hey, Ashley. Who had a couple of Binge Lounge topics. And it, it, now, first of all, Binge Lounge <laughs> is about us just shooting it. So Ashley had these these topics. One, top five black comic characters. Two, top five comic book characters with black creators. Three, favorite comic book artists and uh, black comic book artists and writers and for <laughs> current comics with black characters that you are currently reading ashley i just need to let you see how the sausage is made vince hates lists i do so i do so if you ever if you, if like dude i could bring up a whole notebook of ideas for us to talk about that Vince like oh, no it's all buzzfeed you know, which friend are you on girlfriends and what does it tell us about how you like guacamole take our quiz and see <laughs> you hate lists 
I will say this though. What will you say, Miss? One of her questions gives us a chance to always shine light and and current. She said one of the questions number four was current black series. Uh, current comics with black characters that you are currently reading. Yes, I, I think we said it before, but I don't think it's. I, th- I don't think you can say it too much. Excellence. Yes, she said that. And um, bitter root and bitter root. And I and I shouted out far sector. Far sector. Um, shadow doctor. Shadow Doctor, is that the one the guy is all in black and he's got the no, white? Oh no, Shadow Doctor is the Oh no, 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 no. The autobiography of, of, of that doctor. Of the doctor, apparently Al Capone. Al Capone's doctor. Had a black doctor. Yes, yes. I did read the first yeah, issue of that. And it's a true story. So yes. And I think the guy's grandson mm-hmm. is writing it. Yeah. Shadow Doctor is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, like the 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 back matter in the back of that first mm-hmm. issue, which explains that story, yeah. is like almost as good as the comic yeah. book itself. Shadow Doctor yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, I did read that. That is pretty dope. That is pretty dope. That's a good one. That's a good pull, Vince. Yeah. Well done, my friend. I'm trying to think of stuff that comes out regularly like you want to say like the tuskegee airs or black or black right black but they don't come out they don't come out kind of sporadic it's sporadic yeah yeah well i will give you i will give you a cool book it's not a regular comic book but it is a cool graphic novel and it actually is called uh infinitum by tim fielder oh okay of diesel funk studios out of new york it is a fantastic Afrofuturistic tale, an amazing tale of one man's odyssey from African king to ruler of the stars told with breathtaking visuals. Um, and that's from the noted comic book, uh, comic strip artist, Jerry Craft. That's what he wrote in the forward. Okay. I'm going to send this to, to Vince. All right. Vince, you I've tell people, this. does this have breathtaking visuals? It does. Yes, all digital art by Tim Fielder. It is okay. a fantastic, gorgeous book. All right. A nice piece of work that is put there. Original graphic, uh, Afrofuturistic uh, novel. Uh, Robert Monroe Jr. actually is a fan of the book and, and said that Infinitum is great. Okay. So Yeah, I'm going to have to pick this up. I hadn't seen this before. Okay. Yeah, that's a dope. Um, It seems like, like, like it goes without saying, but it, things don't go without saying if you don't say them. Ta-Nehisi Coates just finished his run on Black Panther. And the second mm-hmm. book is just science fiction magnificence. Really? Yeah, it's it's like the interstellar kingdom of Wakanda. My friend Noel actually told me that along with his run on Black Panther, Ta-Nehisi Coates actually is or was doing great stuff on captain america captain america yeah really interesting stuff yeah yeah really interesting stuff on care captain america all right so i have to so check that out I, I get the sense he's wrapping up his time in comic books yeah well you know and you know but it'll live forever and that's why you do it right but but you know much like far sector it is it's, nk jemison's yeah uh right nk jemison's it's it's kind of neat to see these really well-regarded writers mm-hmm in real straight ahead mainstream comic books well i like it because for a long time comics has made a habit of doing this but just with white writers right so i like for them to go to the other side of the street absolutely you know so i appreciate that george kimona out there in the chats also but thank you that was ashley ashley saunders actually was the one who who gave us those many lists and of which we answered one thank you there you go oh 
you alluded to this earlier, but I thought this this is not a list type of thing, Vince. Okay. But I think it's kind of cool. Okay. And this comes. Um, Who are you in the boondocks? And what does it say about the sneakers that you wear? This comes from uh, actually a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, Joy. We were talking about because we were talking about new edition and we somehow drifted into Gerald Levert and yes. LSG and yes. the ill-fated TGT, um, which T-S-G. was SG. No, it's TGT. It's, it was tank genuine. Oh, and right. And the other group. T-S- yes, 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 yes. Which aside. <laughs> and I have an aside too, but you do your side. An aside. I saw the infamous performance of TGT when they were on some live morning show. Yeah. And Genuine yeah. was apparently, yeah. in his words, tired from catching a red eye. Yes. I saw that too. I actually saw it just saw an interview with Genuine. Like, I think God is playing with me now. <laughs> it's, it's Genuine, Genuine shows up in my life so much now. <laughs> what was he on an interview well, for? Well, I saw an interview where they asked him about, what happened to TGT. What happened to TGT? Because <laughs> apparently the people want to know. <laughs> Well, the YouTube drone's got two million right, views. Right, right, right. The people, the people want TGT. <laughs> but he was talking about basically, and this is out of Genuine's mouth. He said the money wasn't right. He said when they came into it, apparently Tyrese said that he wanted more money mm. than everybody else. Well, you gotta, and then it was a money thing between Tank, Tyrese, and Genuine. An argument can be made, right? If you look at Tank, Genuine, Tyrese. I'm not going to sit here and talk about the music and sales of Tank, Tyrese. Well, I'm just saying the argument can be made that Tyrese is the bigger name. I mean, apparently, according to Genuine, the first album, Tyrese got a bigger cut because of the The first album. (laughs) Because of the the arguments you're about to make. And then, you know, Tyrese is basically a multimedia dude. Because right. he's got movies and everything. And the agreement was, we're going to cut it up like this to get it done. Okay. But the second album, we're going to even it out. We're going to even it out. And apparently, Genuine had a conversation with Keith Sweat, which is the only reason I'm telling this story, because I wanted to say that sentence. <laughs> apparently, Genuine had a conversation with Keith Sweat, and Keith Sweat told him, that's no way to do it. You got to split it. It's supposed to be split evenly between the three of you. Otherwise, why are you doing it? That's so then true. negotiations fell apart, which is why now there is no TGT. So 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 now we're talking about New Edition, <laughs> the Fuji's TGT. Well, it comes in threes. It comes in, <laughs> it comes in threes. My problem with Tank. Oh my God, we are still is that talking Tank about TGT. Well, it's not about TGT. It's more about Tank. It, we're talking about Tank. I didn't see my day unfolding. Right <laughs> because, I got more. Well, no, because I hear a lot of people talk about they enjoy the music of Tank. And do I, you? I, actually, I do a I, lot. Yes. All right. Well, well hey, no. I, I hear. I, I'm yes. not. The I know of, of, of several women who enjoy all the right. music of Tank. Yes. Yes. But I wondered why didn't Tank blow up? I'm not taking that bait. Well, I actually, I actually have a thought about this. Okay, what is, <laughs> what is, what is your Tank theory? 
I think he didn't blow up because Tank looks like a porn star. (laughs) (laughs) Would you? (laughs) Would you? Would you care to? (laughs) Would you care to elaborate? On your theory that Tank did not blow up in the world of early aughts R&B <laughs> because, because he looked as if he starred in pornographic films. He does. He looks because he, if you look at the average black male porn star, <laughs> they're a nice-ish looking guy, <laughs> but there's something just a little left of them. <laughs> That instead of being doing Shakespeare in the park, right? They ended up in porn. They, they ended up in porn. Okay. And Tank is is right there. He, he's just a, he's right there. He's just a little. He he he, he looks like he should have on a g string. He just, he he just looks like a porn star. That's, that, that's your theory, and that's what I think. You don't take him seriously when he's singing these love songs because it looks like he should be delivering a pizza with extra sausage, <laughs> the big sausage pizza, or ooh, ooh. or he's here to fix your plumbing, yes. or he's here to clean your pipes. Yeah, it, he does look like yeah, Wesley Pipes. If you put Tank and Wesley Pipes just, together, it's <laughs> side by side. Wesley Pipes, who's a porn star who kind of looks like he would have been in regular movies, but instead of Wesley Snipes, right? he's Wesley Pipes. Because if you notice... Because that's a play on words. If you notice, every porn star... It's kind of like Latifalizer. Every porn, Every black male porn star has a record. They have a CD. Oh, I thought you meant a criminal record. No, I was like, you shouldn't cast aspersions on these. No, men. they have they have an actual they, CD. They have a CD. Like they, they actually do the soundtrack wanted, to their. They do the, the soundtrack, movies. so they're multimedia. Exactly, they kind of do it all, and that's it, I, it's, it, it's, and it's. And I think it's Tank gets like, lumped into it's, that. It's like in the tradition of Oscar Michelle. And then you, when you think of his name, his name sounds Tank like, sounds sort like of a porny porn. Exactly, it, it sounds porny. Yeah, so that's your theory. That's 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 your theory. Is it too late to do the list? Miss <laughs> McKeever says, "Let me tell you what. Tank gets the ladies from eighteen to eighty-eight. I thought he was going to be my stepdaddy when I took my mama to a show. Okay, see, uh, look, see? Uh, hey man, look, and and he could have." If you had gone backstage. Oh, no. <laughs> where no, the cameras no. where the cameras were rolling. Oh, no. This is... Okay, well... <laughs> I wish Tank well. Where, where Tank was filming backstage booty oh, number four. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> down in the Dell. Oh. <laughs> Rudell Scrivens. I think I've touched on something. Oddly enough, this came up in a conversation re- oh. recently. There's some research I've been told that men in porn are only so good looking because men watching porn prefer to feel relatable to the men so they can't be we too model-esque. are still talking about this. Well, there you go. You you may have tapped in, I've tapped. I've you, tapped a vein. You've... You. <laughs> Really, <laughs> and and now it takes it. Ouch! <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. 
Support Black Podcast. Meet Shannon, Cameron, Lauren, and Mel, four black women who are bonded by nerd culture as they discuss all things comics, games, movies, and TV. Join them bi-weekly on the Nerds of Prey podcast. That's Nerds of Prey, P-R-E-Y podcast. A different kind of nerd culture podcast because they love you back. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and every place that you find the best in podcasts, including nerdsofpreypodcast.com. Check them out. And remember, support Black Podcast. But my question from Joy, in thinking of groups akin to TGT and LSG, Mm -hmm. she wondered if you could create or if, you know, if there could be created a similar songstress supergroup. You know what I mean? From from what's the from, from just like some w- what's the female era? singers? Like what's the air? Well, in my mind, because I- let me just tell you, in my mind, like both of those examples were 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 singers really almost trying to keep it move, to keep, keep it going, right? To keep it going, mm-hmm. like like this isn't like you, you you know. I think there's a difference between I don't know, like like like. Well, here's something. Has there been a black supergroup? What do you mean, like, like a like, cro- a super- like you think of like a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, who like they were they were artists and then they came together and became a juggernaut. Yeah, but like, has there been a but, black version of that that wasn't that didn't involve like Tank? Well, <laughs> well he sweat. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here's the problem with your Crosby, Still, Nash and Young uh, analogy is that while they were individual artists, I think they were significantly bigger together. No, 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 no. Right, absolutely. But they were like they had. Like, I didn't. I don't. I, did they? Because I don't know any of their they music. Did, I don't did, know yeah, any they, of their they solo were, music. Like they were. They were a deal. Okay. They were a deal. Or, or you know, I can't think of another group. Like, like Milestone in um soul food okay which remember that was it was like the dude from after seven and and i oh. forget who else like, you know it was fictional for the movie right but like right. what's a case of i don't know if there's of, ever of like been a, a black super group i don't think there's there's been one that did anything like i, I mean, know in hip-hop they keep hip-hop has tried right like like common i know common and and black thought and and like Maybe not most step, but like like they've all threatened to kind of come together and make a super group. And well, weren't what's his name a group for a minute? Foxy Brown and um, the Commission. It was Foxy Brown. It was like Jay Z, but it wasn't Jay Z. It was Foxy. No, was that wait? Is that the Commission or the Firm? Maybe it's the Firm. Maybe so it was like A Z. Right. It was A Z. Foxy Brown and. Was, was it, it Nas? Nas? I think it was Nas. I think it was Nas. I think I it was tell Nas. you my brother is the world's biggest AZ fan. <laughs> Him and his mama. It's okay. the most bizarre thing. Like that's, how a, you, that's a that's a real deep like cut you're the to biggest be a fan, fan of. of the dude who's always standing next to Nas. Right. Like I always thought AZ's worst decision was to always be standing next to Nas. Yeah. Like go stand to some, next to somebody else. 
Well, he tries to. That you're next better to, than. He tries to stand next to Foxy Brown. And right. She right. took his light too. Right. Did they ever release anything? I don't even hit it. I think they did a single. I don't think they ever did anything. Right. Like they never did an album. I don't think they ever did an album. Right. I don't know if there really was a super group. I mean, Stetsasonic tried to be a super group. I mean, they purported themselves to be How a super group. How would they have been a super group? Not well, the idea was that they were all, no, but uh, the idea was that they were all going to later do solo things. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about like the Wu-Tang, but I know, right, I know, the Wu-Tang about, Clan the, new edition formula. Right, right. Where right. we were so, like, we went out and became. Right. I'm talking about we were we were big and then we and then we came together and joined forces. I don't know. I don't I can't think of any off the top of my head. You would think that in hip hop it might have happened, but like you said, it was always alluded to. Right. But it never never came to pass, you know. I don't know. Um but to to, to Joy's question, you were ta- asking me about errors for this Sauntra supergroup. I didn't necessarily pull the group together. But the but the first person that came to my mind was Stephanie Mills. Like Stephanie Mills was someone who was big, mm-hmm. but I think that if in a group setting where maybe she doesn't have to be the upfront person all the time, she might actually benefit it from that. You okay. know, I just couldn't think of who else might fit with her. I was thinking maybe Gene Carn. Um, Angela Bofield, Gene Carn, my father-in-law's favorite singer. There's a lot of people like I like myself from Gene Carn. I thought that was random too. You talking about AZ? It's like AZ and Gene Carn. What if AZ and Gene Carn made an album together, and my father-in-law and my brother went and saw the show? They had their choice <laughs> of seats. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think? What do you think? Hey, Angela Bofield. Oh, 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 oh. Stephanie, Stephanie Mills. Mm-hmm. Angela Bofield, mm-hmm. Evelyn Champagne King. Sure, why not? Oh, Vince, you just don't like. You don't like I to do, play. I, I, you don't want to play. I don't. You don't want to play. I, I don't. But like, I, like we talked about. I think that would be a full. I think that would be a cool I group. Mean, it's three women that can sing. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah, but but I think that would be a nice balances of voices. I can voices. see what you're doing with the voices. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Evelyn Champagne King come with the funk. Right. Uh, maybe the closest that there was was Wonder Love. Wonder Stevie Love. Wonder's backup singer. So, like Denise Williams was in Wonder Love. I don't know if Sarita Wright was technically in Wonder Love, but she mm. was married to Stevie. Minnie Ripperton, I believe, sang backup at some point. Maybe, and if she didn't, she was around. Well, like, Minnie Ripperton, she was the the front for a group. What was the group? No, no, she, no, was, she was in the Rotary Connection. That's what it was. But right. she also, I don't know if she sang backup for Stevie. But okay. she was around, like she was in that orbit. Well, the Jones girls sang back up for for uh, Diana Ross, right? And then they, you know, but I'm talking about like I, I know what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, just, <laughs> somebody said Anita Baker. Anita Baker, oh, easy. Don't you? No, don't you no. Say I love, crazy. I love myself. Okay. The, the, Anita Baker is my seven, second favorite singer of all uh, time. All right, we, Anita ahead. Baker, did, I don't, could not see working well. I in was group. about to say, I don't know if Anita Baker plays well with others. That's not it. That's not it. She don't play well with Luther. She plays well with others. I don't know how much. But I don't think she would do well in a group. I don't know how much Anita Baker sends Christmas cards to Chapter 8, the band she was in. Oh, well. I don't know how much they get along. That might be true, too. That might be true. But she don't have to because she Anita Baker. Anita Baker don't. Anita Baker do whatever she wants. 
Uh, Deborah Battle is asking us a question. I think this is a question more for you, Vince. Have you heard of the documentary Summer of Soul? Yes. Yes, I have. We were, um, it's coming out like next week or something. That's the, um, Quest Love documentary about the, the performance that was in Harlem in 1969. Oh, I, di- I think I, I read yeah. an article about that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. Really, really. I think it's going to be on like Hulu too. Maurice Poplar was talking about. Hey, what's up, Maurice? Talking about the supergroups. He posits LaBelle. LaBelle is kind of a supergroup. That's a good pull. Because it was Patty. Nona Hendricks. Nona Hendricks. And Stacey Dash. Not Stacey Dash. Stacey um, Dash. Um, uh, Sarah, Sarah Dash. Is it Sarah? I don't see. I don't know the third LaBelle. I don't know the third LaBelle. I get confused because I know. Was Cindy Bird's song in LaBelle or was no, she in the she, Bluebells? Cindy Burson was, I don't think she was in a bird. Wasn't she? I in thought the, she was in the Bluebells and joined the Supremes. Okay. Yeah. That, cause that's what I said. I know her from the Supremes. Um, it was Sarah Dash. Sarah Dash. Right. And Cindy Birdsong, since you're on it. And Cindy Birdsong. Was in. The founding members yes. were Patti LaBelle. Yes. Yeah, Cindy, Cindy Birdsong. Bird that's right. Nona Hendricks and Sarah Dash. But then Cindy Birdsong left and joined the Supremes. Mm. Okay. And then I think the last three were LaBelle because it was the, it was Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells and mm-hmm. then that's right okay all right yeah th- I mean I that's that's probably the closest I can come up does with does Sarah Dash have any solo I don't know music? see that's what I'm just about to say like I don't know of Sarah Dash what happened to Sarah Dash I'm, I mean I know she's alive because LaBelle just had an album like 10 years ago she she's worked as a singer songwriter session musician and sideman for LaBelle the Rolling Stones and Keith Richards Okay, so she's you know, she don't. don't That's a that. good pull. That that yeah, I think that may be the closest that I can. I think mean, of. all three members of Destiny's Child have, and not even three members, because I think like was it Farrah Franklin? I think she's had solo. Like yeah, Destiny's but Child some, has but, had a bunch of yeah, but a lot of a lot of them have put out work, but to to fair to middling success. I mean, the only one that's had any real success was Kelly. Kelly of had, had success. And Michelle, I, I think, say, didn't she have like a gospel? Career? Michelle had a gospel album yeah. that did okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, she didn't do like whining's numbers or anything right, like that, right. but she did okay. You know, Beyonce wasn't going to let them get but so big. Easy. Oh, now here's an interesting one, though. The action figure expert asked a question about whatever happened to people like SWV, Jade, or Escape. Escape is not a super group, but they have done well outside of escape the individual right. members right so you know i don't i i certainly they weren't a super group and as well as they have done individually i think only one of them is maybe bigger than she was with escape right um but they have been they have done pretty well and as far as i know i think they actually which you don't hear of in black groups still get along I mean, I think so. I think they do. Like they were just on stuff together. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> I think all of these groups had beef until they start looking at their check accounts and said, "All right, we need to figure mm-hmm. something out and get together, <laughs> make, make some moves." And EPMD is going tour again. 
Hey there, missionaries. You know that Vince and I, we love you. We do. And we're glad that you come to the show every week. It would be a huge help if you could do us a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts and review the show. I know, I know, it doesn't seem like it's a lot, but trust me, it helps other people find our little mission. Absolutely. So head over to Apple Podcasts, type in the Me Show mission, and rate and review. Thank you. Um, we got, uh, let's see that I'm just looking through the, the topic looking, list here. Looking Vince. through, we're looking to make sure it. that we cover everything or, or cover what we can. Well, exactly. Someone asked us to give us, uh, give our thoughts on Loki on Disney plus. Are you up to date I on am, Loki? Are, are you? you? I am up to date on Loki. Is? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, it is, it's trippy. But it's not as trippy as WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It's serious enough. Not it's certainly not the uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But it's got some serious moments, and uh, I did not think I was going to enjoy it as much as I am. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And and uh, Tom Huddleston, yes, he looks like he's having a ball. He does. He looks he does. like he's having an absolute ball. He doesn't have to share the screen with anybody. He's there to just to eat all the scenery. Yeah, and he is having an absolute ball doing it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I like it. I think it's a little talky. I think it's a little talky. Maybe, but the set design is so amazing mm-hmm. that when Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Like it's it's like the script says, let's show how clever the both of you are. Yeah, and you get those five minute sort of jags of mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. I find myself looking at the background at like the wallpaper, right, in the phones and the monitors and stuff because I think the set design is the real star for me. It is. It it it, it is. But and also, I am enjoying um, seeing uh, Umi Musaku. Oh. Always and a huge favorite here on the on the mission, uh, Google and Batharaw. I'm I'm so happy that both of them are getting some Marvel shine. Get 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 them Disney checks right and get that shine. Yes, you know. Yes, and also for especially for Batharaw, because more often than not, when I see her, it's kind of more serious, mm-hmm. more dramatic. Yeah, and this is definitely she's just having a little fun even though she's not comedic in any way but right, she's still right, right, fun right, right you know so certainly a lot lighter fare yeah which is why at first i didn't almost didn't recognize her. i was like i know that face <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Like, I, i'm used to seeing i need that face to scowl for a second right google and battle rock there you go <laughs> that's how i know it is yeah so um so yeah so i i'm i'm enjoying it i, I can't believe i'm actually really really having fun with loki okay uh-oh said okay this question okay is from me from you or for you it's from me why are you asking questions on the bench for you we talk all the time like well because i'm asking you i'm all right go ahead i want to know all right go ahead and it's an age-old question what what what, okay what lynn what what's wrong with fruity drinks oh for God's sake. Now, I asked this. Oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. I need a drink. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Lynn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I asked this mm-hmm. because I went out the other day. 
Here goes Lennon on his. I w- it's time for Lennon his fruity drink stories. I went. You ever notice there's always a story around you and these fruity ass drinks? I was getting a pedicure. We had stopped at the Cheesecake Factory. And I said, it's the middle of the day, but I really want a piece of the pineapple cheesecake. And I said, oh, that's so bad. But I had it. <laughs> and as I was sitting and the girl was working on my, my feet, they brought out a tray of drinks. And I want to know, <laughs> why can't I have a daffodil slushy? <laughs> Go ahead, Lynn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I went out on Saturday <laughs> with a friend of mine uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. to a hair salon. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you were like, damn, this is really being a dick. Like, why is he being such a dick about this? But I wasn't. I just know how this works. See, <laughs> and I don't know. Like you always back me into the corner, like I'm some caveman or something. This ain't even who I am. <laughs> Go ahead. So you were at the hair salon. We were at the hair salon. Uh huh. Like they were celebrating, like like opening back up, right? You know, right. letting people in, right? You know, right, so that's right. the the event of it all, right? And. <laughs> They were ser- they were serving drinks. Yes, yes, yes. So they were making martinis. Okay. And I had a watermelon martini. Oh no, okay. <laughs> so it wasn't a martini. They said it was a martini. Right. I didn't make the yeah, drink just because it's in a martini glass. That's not. They said it was a martini, right, so and it, it was a watermelon yeah. martini. And I liked it. Gin or vodka, forsooth, shaken or stirred in ice, poured in a martini glass with an olive, perhaps a twist of lemon, depending on where you That's are. a martini. That's a martini. Oh, I don't know how they made this. Yeah, and he, they we, just well, brought me The in. fact that it had watermelon in it. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a watermelon gin? No, it's not. <laughs> no. Gin or vodka with some vermouth. There's watermelon vodka with ice. There is watermelon vodka though. Pour into a glass. There is watermelon vodka. With so olives. perhaps they made this water with watermelon yeah, vodka. No, well, I okay. All right, so ahead. so you had, I enjoyed you had it. a watermelon martini. Well, I had three. You had three watermelon martinis, and you enjoyed and it. I enjoyed it. Okay, all right. But what you want from me? Well, here's the thing. Because I'm glad you enjoyed because it. Because you're one of I mean, you're my partner, and you're one of my best friends. You know, as I was drinking, admittedly, the third one, right? your voice was in my head. I, hey, that, that wasn't my voice. <laughs> I was minding my business. It was your voice right. in my head. <laughs> and it was just saying, look at your bitch ass with this. I, now, I, see? <laughs> I did not say that. But you would have. <laughs> no, I would not have. Yes, you would have. I would not have said. I may have looked at you. <laughs> But I would not have used that type of language. <laughs> My eyes would have. <laughs> Look, hey man, if you like it, I love it. I enjoyed it, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who like um, watermelon martinis. <laughs> Here's the thing: 
my overall problem with fruity drinks is that oftentimes a lot of them flavors and things mm-hmm. and bells and whistles is to hide cheap liquor. Okay, fair enough. I see that. So, so all jokes aside, like any type of flavored anything with these drinks, a lot of times is to hide cheap liquor. Okay. And as I say, I've been saying since I was probably 25, I'm too old to drink cheap liquor. Fair enough. So, so there's that. Second, you got to watch them sweet fruity. And you just said it like this is the middle of the day. You threw back three of them. I mean, it didn't do nothing to me. It was well, Kool-Aid. Right. But still, you got to look because, you know, it's sweet. <laughs> Vince, I can drink four Long Island iced teas and have no problem. Uh, we'll see. But I know you don't think much of a Long Island no, iced tea. No, but either. why are you like you got to watch y'all like just just it, it, my dad had a story i would tell you my dad had a band i told you my dad had a yes band. i do remember dad that yes and my dad used to tell this story that he was playing at this frat house because they were in the south so my dad band was basically between mobile alabama and and the new orleans area mm-hmm. so he would play at these frat house i guess the university of louisiana and and my dad talked about he played this this um gig and it's it's louisiana so you know it's hot as shit and he said it was performing it was just hot and there was this 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 tub that they had okay with with punch in it with a punch in it and then he said, of course and my dad said that they kept bringing him these cups of punch because mm-hmm. it was so hot and everybody's sweating and my dad said after a while he didn't remember anything that's what happened and the next thing he remembered was waking up the next day on the front lawn of the frat house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a story my father told me since I was like four or five years old because, you know, there are no boundaries in the South. <laughs> so you say you got to watch all that sweet stuff. Got to watch all them sweet drinks. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like many of us have this story. You remember, you go away. At least to me, it happened like freshman year, like Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And I re- like I remember, <laughs> which comes in flavors now. Well, it was always <laughs> kind of fruity and flavorful. True. But I true. remember, like my first weekend there, it was a girl straight up passed out in the hallway, and her girls had to move her head mm. so that she she wouldn't like vomit vomit or, on or, herself. Or, or, um, suffocate right and i remember being like 17 18 going oh wow my dad is right so i'll so you know of course i went through cranberry and baca and do all that but i've always been weary of the of like like you got to watch drinking liquor that hides the fact that you're drinking liquor so you want to know that i'm drinking i want to know it, right so if i'm sipping some bourbon neat i know what's i know what's ha- like i'm sipping some bourbon gotcha. and if it's nice bourbon it goes down smooth because I'm too old to drink cheap liquor. So that's, but if you like it, like if you like it, I've been known to drink a Manhattan or an old fashioned. Those are sweet. I've actually never had a Manhattan or an old fashioned. Oh, well, there you go. We'll have to get you an old fashioned. It's sweet. You'll like it. Just walk. So much judgment. Walk right into that, though. You you walk right into it, like like you walk right into it. (laughs) Like I painted the tunnel on the side of the mountain, and you ran right into it. I told you, I like, I like, I like whiskey now. I like, I like, I like the. Well, it's it's honey. (laughs) It's honey, Jack. Look at you, sounding like Chuck Avery. I 
Oz drink whiskey now. Look, Daddy, Oz a whiskey drinker. Look at you. Looking like Margaret Avery in purple, <laughs> in the color purple, running out to the street to show her daddy she's changed her ways. <laughs> Coming down the aisle to church. Right. It don't matter. You still got that nasty woman's disease. <laughs> and see, now I'm back to talking about movies. Which is what I said at the very beginning. That, that is what you said at the very beginning. That's actually right. Yeah, absolutely right. Hey, we, we do have a little piece of uh, announcement that we want to uh, put out there to the missionaries watching us in the binge lounge for weeks. No, let's make it months. You have been waiting for Vincent and I to return to our Star Trek podcast, Spock Adjacent. Well, we're not doing that, but... <laughs> That's how you're going to frame the announcement. <laughs> You've had a watermelon martini, haven't you? <laughs> I can drink three of them and don't feel anything. Oh, boy. Famous last words. However, the weekend of July 17th and the 18th, Vincent and I, the Michaud Mission, will be proud to be part of the IDIC Podcast Festival hosted by the Women at Warp podcast, which is a great Star Trek podcast in and of its own right. This virtual event honors the Star Trek principle of infinite diversity in infinite combinations thus idic by celebrating and amplifying the diverse voices of our fandom through a series of live podcasts and vincent and i will be part of the programming um i believe our our presentation is going to be on Sunday, July 18th, where they're still finalizing the schedule right now. You can go to womenatwarp.com for information on the IDIC podcast festival presented by Women at Warp. And just to give you a taste, George Cremona will love this. He's yes. our resident big time Star Trek head. To give you a taste of exactly what we will be speaking about at the event our session is titled The Michaud Mission Presents Jordy LaForge and the Curious Case of Leah Brahms. Yes. Synopsis. As huge fans of all things Trek, the men of the Michaud Mission have long appreciated the show's diligence in presenting masculine figures of different hues, sizes, and persuasions. Yet, in the misstep of Galaxy's Child, from the next generation's fourth season, the Enterprise swerves our good brother, Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge, into some toxic and icky waters. Oh boy. Yeah. That is going to be big fun. So check out womenatwarp.com for information about IDIC Podcast Festival coming the weekend of July 17th and the 18th, just this year. Just so just in a couple of weeks. You know, at the risk of steering us into your tank theories, it was always kind of weird, like how often they didn't talk about the actual implications of the hollow deck. Like, you know, they were using it for sex stuff all the time. Oh, you know, like all the time. Yes. But they, I mean, I guess you couldn't really, but, but I mean, what were they going to do though? I mean, but they rarely dealt with it at all. Well, in a way, they did. And this episode with Jordy kind of 
probably is the most hard lean right right like they lean and it comes out of no like like you said this was the fourth season i know they were like so they had been on like like they had they were up and running right like new generation people will tell you like this is like this is the primo period mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the fourth fifth season yeah because i remember i can't remember whether or not the fourth season roddenberry is still alive or not because they they, they start oh, to kind of like start yeah, changing that's, over that's things a good question Was once he, he passes right, passes away because right. even though he's still even though his name was still involved and he, his power was lessening and right. lessening he still had a bit of a hold i've i've heard the that theory and i've never matched it up myself but i have heard the theory that once gene roddenberry himself passed oh yeah Oh yeah, it hit its stride. Yeah, because I, you actually can see it, especially in TNG, because it is th- at that point that just the beginnings of some friction. Not saying people didn't like each other, sure, sure, but sure. just some friction amongst them. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. they start acting human. Yeah, you know, instead of just like these ciphers, which is what they pretty much were for the first couple of yeah, seasons. Yeah, but, but this this episode ages worse. Worse than the African one? Not worse than the African okay. one. Yeah, nothing ages. Nothing ages. But it is. It's an icky episode. Like, oh. like I caught it on a humble. Like I remember when it came on, and I was like, like, like just real quick, and then we're gonna get off of Star Trek because we're not going. But, but Jordy LaForge basically has a crush on a woman that he's never met. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he kind of takes interviews and stuff and programs it. Yeah. Into a, a hollow deck hologram. And basically romances it. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the episode came on, I was like, this is icky. And yeah. then the follow-up episode where she finally shows up. That's right. That's right. You know, she actually shows up and she's like... That one feels weirdly weird. Right. Because he's like, oh, I know you like, you know, butterscotch ice cream and stuff. She's like, what the hell is going on with you, man? Mm-hmm. But anyway we'll, that we'll be talking about all of that well just one last thing because okay. we won't be talking about this necessarily robert monroe uh says that quark brings up sex in the hollow suites on ds9 all the all the time so yeah. that's kind of that's probably yeah, like really the leading yeah. yeah you know well yeah you know, and ds9 well, is... i feel like wasn't there an implication that prostitution on ds9 used to fold in the hollow deck Probably, yeah. Probably, I, I mean, wouldn't be know, surprised. Deep Space Nine was a whole different. There was a whole, that was a whole different, different beast. Gene yeah. Roddenberry was long. Gone. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> they, was, uh, they was cutting it up. Right. It's like, what do you mean, as a brother, the, the captain? What? Oh. You know, honestly, I think that was all the topics that I had. So we covered stuff. We actually did cover stuff. About we didn't talk about prequels and sequels. And, oh yeah, you did and kind properties, of properties. Sort of. You didn't bring that up. I didn't know can, exactly where you were going with. No, that, no, no, no. I just I, I'm I'm always we were, because because you saw the did you see the trailer for the the Sopranos? Yeah, prequel? for the Sopranos prequel. You saw the trailer. Yeah. Does it even look like anything? I mean, it. I mean, I I think there were probably some um references that were supposed to strike certain beats. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't watched The Sopranos in so long that I know I missed some of them. A, a, a prequel to The Sopranos, right? Like, so how far back does it go? It's Tony as a teenager. Oh, I don't want to see like that. like Tony. I think is a senior in high school. Oh, but please, I and am not watching just, that. And then I mean, it looks solid enough. I think David Chase is doing it. But what's it, Sopranos? The Archie years? I no, mean, I don't want to see that. Like if it was maybe 
Junior, his uncle Junior, I mean, at that age, in but, it. but at that age, right, like right. at maybe you know, like at, at him as a teenager, right. you know, like let's go all the way back there. But I don't, I don't even see Tony as a teenager. I don't care about that. I mean, Damon, I think you're about to back me into being interested in it. one of one of the plots that I wanted them to do more with was this detail that Uncle that Uncle Junior have been passed over like it's very shakespearean that uncle jr was i don't know if he was tony's younger brother or i mean tony's father's younger brother or he just didn't get to tap like tony's father did but they used to talk about in the first couple of seasons the fact that tony was the boss and jr had basically been skipped over yeah but but which is very shakespearean no 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 that's that's true but here's here's the thing in the first couple seasons of the sopranos tony is not the boss somebody else is the boss no no he's the the no tony in the first couple seasons he's not because they're because the boss it i think actually maybe in the first season is this this older guy who not older he's like around tony tony's age but he dies and then everybody assumes that it's then going to go to Junior because he's kind of like the senior of that crew. Is that? But it goes, season? yeah. But then it go, but it goes to Tony. But Tony says we're going to basically put you up, Junior, as the guy, even though everything's truly going to be funneling through me. Yeah, I I just like rewatched the Sopranos. I like, as you're talking, I'm realizing I haven't watched the Sopranos in forever. Yeah, and I just I probably rewatch the Sopranos once every couple of years because yeah. I it is a magnificent show. It yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. Stupid how good that show still holds up. It's a very good show. So yeah, so that's what that's what happened. But I don't want to see a prequel to the to the Sopranos. I don't. I, and if I did, it wouldn't be Tony as a young. James Gandolfini, you know, I don't want to see. Well, you that. know, his son's playing him. I, no, I really don't want to see it. Yeah, I really don't want to see it. No, we mentioned very quickly my favorite example of it with the Planet of the Apes. Your favorite example of of prequels of studios figuring out how to continue a property. Okay, even though it has come to its natural end. So, which Planet of the Apes are you talking about? The, the, the direct... Oh, okay, let's be clear. When I actually say the Planet of the Apes without any type of modifier, or I'm talking about the real Planet of the Apes, which is the one from the 70s. Charlton Heston. Yes. Okay. But he's only in two of them. Right. Right. So, apparently, Charlton Heston, his contract, he was contracted to be in the sequel. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, that's Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. But in Beneath... He's in the very beginning, and he's in the very end. Okay. Because he didn't want to do it. Okay. It's just a contractual thing. And apparently part of the negotiation was that this is the end of these damn Planet Apes movies. and Which, of course, it was not. Well, he, he as part of the negotiation, he blew up the Planet Apes mm-hmm. at the end of Beneath, Beneath the Planet, the Planet the Apes. But then the third one starts and come to find out that some apes escape from the planet apes, I believe is the third one. Some apes, well, escaped and went through time and ended up on modern day Earth. Oh, I'm just saying it's been so long since I've seen that. And then it basically starts all All over over again again. because at the end of escape, they kill the two apes 
and the baby survives and the last shot is the baby going i think the baby's going mama or dada so the implication is that the baby is is a, a super intelligent ape mm. like like his parents mm. and then the fourth one is is i think my mama the ape i think that might be battle which just fair warning we'll be doing one oct- octavia april because battle is the one about the ape uprising mm-hmm. but both the director and the film writer paralleled it on the watts uprisings so that's your link that's that's my link like apparently if you if you look <laughs> at footage from the watts uprising oh boy it is shot for shot oh boy with shots from battle of the planet of the apes or a war mm. that I forget which which what mm. the name of it is, but and they did extensive interviews where they talked about it, and it's enough that I don't know, Vince. I'm just letting I you don't know, know it's coming. Vince. That's just letting you know. I think coming. we're going to be touching some icky waters here. Well, who else should touch him? Who who should touch him? We're more going to be us? saying a a a Planet of the Apes movie is a black film. Who should be doing it more than us, though? Well, I guess like a bunch of people have done it already. Like I said, there there's a fair amount of scholarship about this. I don't know how many black people. Here's the thing. I don't know how many black people have actually talked about this. No, that's fair enough. So I'm not I'm not saying no black people have ever talked about Mm -hmm. it, but usually because I'm an ape guy, like like I love the planet apes. And when I read about planet apes and I read about, you know, I should I should probably go. No, no, no. I mean, look, I mean, we're, it's we're a, binging. It's a binge lounge. What you want? Sure. <laughs> I can't believe they're on some type of tangent on the binge lounge. <laughs> and uh, George Carmona says that uh, Caesar is hidden away in a circus. Robert Monroe right. says battle for the planet of the apes is deep. I'd see. Aaron Fry says an alien nation is a black film. Lou, see, I Lou, see alienation is more of about um Lou Gossett does not make it a black film. Well, the thing about alienation is I see that more along the lines of of of, of sort of the classic immigration tale. Right. Like to me that's more of an Ellis Island mm-hmm. assimilation tale than it would be a, a black movie. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think I am talking about uh, I'll let you look that up. And then- yeah, yeah, yeah. Screenwriter Paul Dern wrote the film, incorporating references to the racial conflicts in North America during the early 1970s. Yeah, it's Conquest. So, so that's Conquest of the Planet Apes. Conquest is the Planet Apes. Who stars in Conquest of the Planet Apes? Uh, Roddy McDowell, of course, because mm-hmm. he's, he's he's an ape. He's he's almost an over all of them. Let me just let me just skip to the end. I think the only real prominent black person in it is Harry Rhodes. Okay. I think Harry Rhodes plays I think that's the dude who plays the mayor. But Ricardo Montalban is in it. It's really interesting. Mm. And again, as 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 a way to talk about it. Talk about race. What year is that? That is 1972. 72? Yeah, 1972. Wow. Dude, cuz they were bang bang bang. That's right. They were. They was like almost like one every right. year. Right. Escape almost. was 70 70- Escape was 71. This was 72. Battle was 73. Okay. And then that was right. So Planet came out in 68. Beneath, which I was just talking about, was 1970. Escape, which Robert Monroe was just talking about, where where they hit in the circus, was 71. Mm. Conquest is 72. And then Battle is 73. Farrell Blackwell has a question. Do any of the Friday the 13th prequel or sequels count as black films? 
I don't know because I haven't seen them. I don't think so. No. You all quick to say I don't think so. You don't know? I know. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, I haven't seen them, so you know. <laughs> George Kimona says, Vince, all you need is a fruity drink to make this happen. Shut up, George. <laughs> Here, let me have this fruity drink while I put on. Bring it on. You know, Mr. Manly Drink, I was thinking about this though. The couple of a time couple of times that we have gotten together for like a Michelle mission or type of situation where we were going to be drinking. Yes. Who's the one that always I, had a sick little tummy? I was about to say I was actually sick both times. Yeah. So yeah. Who's the one that had the little like the little tummy ache? Couldn't drink. Yeah, who feels I almost threw up on that boy at the Black Panther <laughs> viewing. Like it was nothing but my love for black people that got me to the bathroom. <laughs> Cause I did not want to throw up on that little boy and that be his memory of Black Panther. <laughs> I was so sick during the Black Panther view. I was so sick. <laughs> and I did. I, I barely even remember it because I remember we had to do something like that. Yeah, we, we had, did. We stood up and did something. Yeah, we had because we had to go to to amalgam. Right. I was and I you was were so sick. And we had the we had the uh vibranium. What what's it what's the drink oh, that oh, Summer know. came out with? I, 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 I think I, it was the I don't, uh, I don't remember. It was vib- it was a. Uh, it was vibranium. I can't remember what the the, the, the drink she came out right. with. I know. I just kept giving it to my nephew because I, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> I know you were not. Oh, I was so sick. <laughs> and I do. My clearest memory was like this 12-year-old kid sitting on the other side of me. And I was like, I cannot throw up on this kid. <laughs> and that be his memory from Black Panther. <laughs> I remember that. That was funny. That was really funny. Wow. We got to see what is see well we got to do something where we drink. Okay. <laughs> because you've never drank with me. I've never seen you podcast. I've never seen you podcast and drink. Yeah, not podcast. I want to see you podcast under the influence. You know what we did we did drink. We did drink on a podcast. When? When we did clockers with Dorian, we were drinking. Oh yeah, we did. Remember we were drinking. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, <laughs> I don't remember that. Right. I guess that's why. See? We were see? drinking. Yeah, we were drinking. That's that's very true. That's very true. Well, I think we've binged. So if we binged? I believe we've binged. I believe we have binged. I believe we have binged. This Are is... you not entertained? Hey, you know what else Vince hates? Oh. Vince hates guests. And boy, do we have a ton of guests coming. <laughs> How are you just going to put me out like that? It's not that Vince hates guests. No, Vince, I, I joke. I just, yes. I just. Vince loves all our guests. Yes. And we have some great guests coming your way in the uh, next couple, couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Next week on the Michelle Mission, it's going to be Vince's selection. Yes. And we are going to be watching. Oh, New Jersey Drive. Yes. Which is actually a film when I was looking it up, I... I'm not sure I actually have ever seen it. I think I've always had the soundtrack. You know what? We can talk about that because I think there's a reason. Yeah. I think there's a reason. Yeah, I didn't see mm-hmm. it. Um, but but I had the soundtrack. Then the week after that, we have a very, very special guest who you will instantly recognize, ladies and gentlemen, from season six of American Idol. 
Melinda Doolittle yeah. is going to be joining us virtually on the Michelle mission to review Annie. That's right. From 2014. That's right. And then the week after that, new programming. We are going to have a very special guest, writer, producer, Mark Bernardin. Yes. Is going to be coming on to promote his brand new comic book, Adora. But for all of our Star Trek fans, you may know that name as one of the producers on Star Trek Picard. Yes. So he's going to be joining all right. us on the show. Make mission. it so. And then the week after that. And then another week. We are going to have a returning guest to the Michelle Mission. Family at this point. Amen. Mayori Holmes of the Black Star Film Festival will be joining us. And I think she's actually bringing guests with her to review from 2020 Miss Juneteenth. Yes. Which yeah. is a film I'm really interested in. I looking, do love it at. when the guests pick good films. I'm looking forward to all three of these films. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even say what Mark Bernardin. Mark Bernardin, we're going to be reviewing uh, Inside Man. Yes. Which is uh, which is another film I've never seen. Interesting. I've never seen that. Love film. Inside Man. I, I've heard nothing but great love things for Inside it, Man. and I've just never. She would tell Etafor in Denzel Washington, in the Spike Lee joint, Jodie Foster. Is it a Spike Lee uh, joint? We will talk about all of that. That's my yeah, that's my question about, about all that. That's yeah. my question about that. So um I'm looking forward to the month of July here on Clive the Owen. Clive Owen. If, yeah, Clive Owens is Clive in that too Owen. as well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Clive Owens. Star speaking of, of my favorite science fiction films, one of my favorite science fiction films of the past Children years. of Men. Children of Men. He's star of one of my favorite action films. Shoot him up. Okay. So we Which is just it. a big Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah, come yeah, to so life. Clive Owen fans in here. Yeah. All right. That'll be fun. All right. All well, right. let us know what you thought of this binge lounge and everything that we'd be binging, uh, binging about. Um, ladies and gentlemen, hit us up. Farrell uh, <laughs> Blackwell says, Len, your Friday the 13th answer broke Miguel Nunez's heart. <laughs> I didn't know Miguel Nunez was in them Friday the Thirteenth prequels. Leslie Odom is in the um, Sopranos movie. Is he playing Sam Cooke? No, no. I think he's he's playing a black gangster. Hmm. Right, exactly. So he's not in the series. So you know how he's he's going to fare in this prequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. you right. got to do American Gangster. See, this is what I'm talking about. There's so many movies. There's a ton of movies. There are a ton of. So, wow, we haven't done American Gangster. No, we haven't done American Gangster. You know, you know, we haven't done it because you pointed out the other. We haven't we, done hoodlum like you talking about black gangster movies like it's a bunch of them. Well, I think I know that um, Arson, the voice of reason, uh, Super Triple from the Black Tribbles, and the one half of the rapping duo in Gangster Grass. Yes, um, the hip hop bluegrass group that actually is performing tonight as we speak. On America's Got Talent. Yes, sir. So I'm really interested in checking out to see how, actually how they fare. He is actually interested in coming on to the show, I believe, with his partner, Dolio. They wanted to do Deep Cover, but when he found mm, out that we had already done yeah. Deep Cover, so now he wants to look up an, uh, another movie. I think he actually may have said Hoodlum. 
I think he may actually have said Hoodlum as, as his um, his alternative. So. I caught like 30 minutes of Hoodlum, Hoodlum a couple of months ago, and I was like, this is good. And I, I forgot how good this was. Yeah, it's, it's low key, like very, yeah. like a, a pretty. Yeah, and it's a period piece. Yeah. yeah. Decent film. Huh. Um, oh, yes. So email us at the Michelle Mission at gmail.com. Uh, go to the Michelle Mission.com. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. Give us all your thoughts and, and comments. Uh, like and follow us on all the social media at Me Show Mission. And uh, check out the Podglomerate. They make podcasts work. Thepodglomerate.com. I think that's about it. All right. I, I, think, I think we're done. Well, <laughs> I don't think we're going to sign off like that. but <laughs> We don't really have a bingy sound, sound off. It is done. I think we do, but I, we certainly is, don't remember what it is. It is done. You ever go to the seven last words? Like, I forget what the seven last words were, but I thought, like, it is, is it like, it is done? Like, the seven word, the seven words that, that Jesus said when he died? You have no idea what I'm talking about? You yeah. never went to the seven last words? Like, like, went to the seven last words? Well, it is, it is a tradition, I think, in the Baptist church where, where, where seven preachers do a sermon around Jesus's seven last words mm, okay one of my boys his dad was a preacher i went to seven last words once we were in there for three weeks it sounds like a kind of like a revival Cause, cause, type of thing well because each preacher of course tries yeah. to outdo the one before him yeah so when you said it is you know i think we're done i actually got a little hobs a little bit it made me Flashback, flashback. I fooled around. A trigger, a trigger for you. Last words with my. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the words that triggers you. I'm uh, sorry. No, I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even familiar with that. I, yeah, I grew up in Baptist church. Yeah, yeah. Well, Seven last words. No. Seven last words. Never heard of they that. They got me one time, and that's all it took. Got me. I was like on the fourth word, and I said, "Yeah, you got me. You got me." Uh, one last question, Damon Williams. Hey, it's my brother, and and this is why I'm going to. Is he cause... asking me a question? I just talked to him earlier. What's well, this, it's a question know? for us. I okay. mean, I think he's talking to us. Oh, he's Vince. talking to us. It's not right. just about you, Vince. Where's my baseball glove? <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of the Game of Thrones ending, why wouldn't you trust a Sopranos prequel? It's not that I wouldn't mm. trust a Sopranos pre- prequel. Is that I don't care. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't, and especially if you are going to do a Sopranos prequel, I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be Tony centric. You know, mm-hmm. if it's going to be a prequel, then let me see his pop. Let me see Junior as a kid. Let me see, you know, even, even further back than that. Maybe just see New Jersey gangsterism and how that started. You know right, what I mean? Right. And Sopranos is just a family that gets mentioned there. Right. I don't need to see young. Tony. I actually saw something that said that it may be the way that the trailer is cut that it looks like it's Tony centric. But it's because really apparently not. when they when when it first came up, it was supposed to be talking about it's like a dude named Dom or something, like who apparently was the head of the family. Probably at that time. And it was supposed to be about him and, and basically what you're saying, like the Sopranos were just one of the families. One of the families, but but the trailer is all all Tony. all Tony and like Uncle Junior and his mother. 
Well, I mean, that's what they got to sell. Right. Um, but so. yeah, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. Well, here's a question. I know we got to go. I guess it's the binge lounge. I guess there's no real rules. It's the binge lounge. There are no parameters. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the after sign off. Right, right, is there any approach to mafia organized crime that you think you'd be interested in? Like you got, like in my mind, you got obviously the Godfather and the Godfather mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. You've got Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. You've got the Sopranos. You've got um, not Wise Guys. Um, oh what do you, who, who who's in it? How did I just forget the the the, the one with Al Pacino? And, Scarface? No, not Scarface. Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. Like, like in my mind, Donnie Brasco is a great, yes, definitely, definitely. I don't I, I, the, like. Outs, do you need anything else? Of those four, everything. That everything I've else seen, is derivative, or, or just a pale uh, imitation re- of imitation. Them. Yeah, I think the only one I will put in there that is not an imitation, but it's not the Italian mob, is Once Upon a Time in America. Right, right, right. Well, I meant the Italian mob. I mean, but, think, but, but right, I know, yeah, you're mafia, talking about ma- mafia crime. So. We go right to that. So, is there anything? Th- like, is there anything I could sell you? No, no, because it like even the like because even Casino is just uh, warmed over Goodfellas, right? I can't think of like any no. There's not, nothing else mafia like even could even do anything for me. Like, no, nah, like like they're all just I'm good, you yeah. know. Like just like like I don't really need I don't really need even like the black drug dealer movies anymore. Right. Right. You know, because absolutely. Well, one, because I got the wire. And once I got the wire, like I don't I don't need Look, I don't even need it. Yeah. Though. I don't even need it though. So it is interesting you have these genres that these creators come in and, and basically close the door. Mm-hmm. Like they say this I'm going like this is all you're ever going to need for this. And and then the door is closed. So in my mind when you said I don't I'm just not interested in something about like a prequel to the Sopranos, and the irony is the Sopranos is part of the reason right. you don't need like the Sopranos help close the door. Of course, I guess they said the same thing before the Sopranos came out. Like you got Godfather, you got Goodfellas. Really, Godfather and Goodfellas. Everyone was like, everything that needs to be said has been said. Yes, but but to their credit, the Sopranos does say something different. Right, but I'm saying if someone had tried to sell it to me before, yeah. then I would have said. And and I'm sure I did mm-hmm. before the Sopranos came on. Right, I said, well, I, I, they've said everyone said everything they need to say about the Italian mafia. Okay, so, one last thing, and then one we, last thing, then we're really going to really go. Got to go because somebody right. put in the chat. Since there are no real rules tonight, I just wanted to let you know that they've just announced the next verses for for this coming Thursday. Okay, who's it going to be? Keith Sweat <laughs> versus Bobby Brown. You know, my gut is to be angry about how they're going to disrespect Bobby Brown like that. But people love Keith Sweat. A lot of people love Keith Sweat. People love Keith Sweat. I I must begrudgingly admit that's a good matchup. It's a good matchup because people love Keith Sweat. It's not a good matchup because as much, one, Keith Sweat, like Bobby's got couple of slowers kind of like lover songs that he can throw out there. But then he's got the fast joints too. Right, right. Keith 
is almost all slow. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just sort of hit to hit. And a lot of his, like the, like any key sweat that I that I even cape for even a little bit are duets. Right. So, like, I don't know how truly fair that is. I mean, but God bless him, you know, whatever. I have to say, this is the closest I've come to wanting to see one. You know, I'm always up for Bobby. Nah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see Bobby right oh, now. I'm always up for Bobby. I don't know if I want to see Bobby, Bobby right now. Bobby looks great. I haven't seen him in a long time, so he perhaps. He looks great. I haven't seen him in a long time. This new marriage has worked out well. Like, he looks like he's eating right. Really? And drinking his water. Okay. And getting his sleep. Okay. Bobby looks great. He got a dental plan? I mean, I don't care about his teeth. Well, his teeth. I don't care. I just want him to be healthy. And be well, I do want him to be healthy. Right. I do want him to be healthy because, first of all, I, 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 I kid, but I like Bobby Brown. Right. I, I, I enjoy Bobby Brown. I like a lot of his music. And I also recognize, one, the demons that he has had to fight in his life mm-hmm. and the tragedy. Yes, that he's had to fight to fight in his life because didn't he? Because I think he just recently yeah, lost someone. Son, else. He yeah, just his lost his just son. Died. Yeah, so you can't help but root for the guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I will will watch this, but it sounds oh. like <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I'm not. I said it's the closest I've come to saying, <laughs> "Oh, that sounds kind of interesting." Oh yeah, have you? It's you've an never, episode of Rick and Morty that I've only seen three times. You, you've not watched any I've of not the versus. Any of them? I the only one I watched was Jill Scott versus um, Erica Badu. Right, and if Jilly didn't get me to turn on the, like, if Jill ain't gonna get me to turn on the computer, like, yeah. So yeah. there you go. But for all of y'all, check it out. I'm happy that people have things that they enjoy. There you go. That's a nice way to sign off. I think so. We're as happy well. that people have things that they enjoy okay well tank fruity drinks and the friday the 13th prequels <laughs> we're happy that people have things that they enjoy which clip do you think toy is going to pull from this episode <laughs> he looks like a porn star <laughs> uh, hopefully not the tank one because i ain't really i ain't trying to have no problems with tank you don't have problems with Tank. Just saying, I don't have no problem. Look, he, the, the women love him. All right, that's no. all he gets. All he needs. All right. Dude, all right. And obviously, he loves the women. <laughs> Go ahead, wrap it up. <laughs> we wrapped it up twenty minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna just turn off the cameras. <laughs> Good night. <everybody. laughs> Good night. <laughs>